Hi again, everyone, and welcome to Digging It. I'm Eric Ritchie, your host. So glad you're joining us for the next one hour as we talk high school volleyball and AVP volleyball for the first time. That's right, a little sand volleyball to get to. So glad you're with us. And again, we thank uh, our presenting sponsor, St. Charles, St. John Farm Bureau, and of course, the Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan. And what a week as we head into week four, a lot to get into. We're going to be talking to Notre Dame volleyball coach Waylon Young, a defending state champion. Uh, no college segment this week, replacing it with the AVP Beach Tour. That's right. Uh, Louisiana product, Metairie's own Evan Corey has been sensational on the tour this season, third currently in the team standings. Uh, this show will close with a uh, team profile rather than a recruiting profile as we did last week. And once again, we're going to keep it with Ponchatoula as the green wave. Uh, they, they've had uh, certainly the greenies have had such a, a tremendous run this season. We'll talk a little bit more, find out about uh, their team from their, their coach. But as always, yes, we're going to start with high school volleyball. What a week it was week three tournaments, regular season, some great action. And one of those who were involved in a, in a big tournament this past weekend at the Catholic Cup at Sacred Heart, we bring in Notre Dame coach Waylon Young, and certainly uh, uh, very familiar with not only the high school scene, but the coach of Cajun Elite, he did the 15s, among other things, last year. Coach Waylon, so happy to have you on the show. Mr. Eric, happy to be here. Uh, always, always happy to talk some volleyball. I know, I know. We, uh, I've known you for a couple years, kind of watched you from afar, I guess, on the sidelines with your highly successful team uh, with Cajun Elite. But we'll talk club in a little bit. Let's talk Notre Dame. I mean, first of all, being a part of a state championship, and obviously, you know, we, we always ask uh, our guests how they got into the sport. And your mom, Tara Young, has been the coach for, you know, the better part of two, 24 years. She's won now five state championships as you won a state title a year ago. Uh, what's that been like, kind of segueing into your coaching career underneath your mom and uh, having so much success at Notre Dame? Um, uh, I'll say it's been volatile at times. <laughs> we're, uh, we're both, we're both pretty explosive personalities along with our other assistant who is also, uh, an explosive personality, uh, especially when we all get together. Um, but no, it, 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 seriously though, it's, it's good. It's been really good. Um, uh, my mom is an incredibly driven, successful coach, um, like from the from the head coaching standpoint, the the leadership, the management, um, she's she's amazing. Uh, she's she's one of the best to do it. Uh, and then Brad, our other assistant, I mean, he's kind of a self taught guy, um, but he's won two adult national championships at at uh, adult opens. Um, in, in the third division down. I mean, he, he's probably the most knowledgeable guy that I know when it comes to volleyball, um, like in the immediate area. Um, and, I, you know, probably 75% of what, what I know about volleyball uh, has come from him or at least has stemmed from him in terms of X's and O's, uh, skill-based stuff. Um, you know, he's, he, he's really good. Um, and, you know, he and my mom have been a really great team for the better part of, well, going on three decades now. 
Yeah, and, and Coach Whalen, I saw you in person. I saw Notre Dame uh, in the preseason at the Terrebonne team camp at the Homa Civic Center, and uh, your mom was there. And then I saw you this past weekend at the Catholic Cup uh, in the match against Mount Carmel that, quite frankly, you had on the ropes, uh, could have easily won. Tell me uh, what's the biggest difference now. What's going on in your family? I know you've told me off camera, but I want you to explain it to let people know what's happening with Notre Dame volleyball right now. Yeah, so about, well, I guess we played in the Terrebonne camp uh, early August, I believe. Yeah, yep. Um, and then I guess it was about a week and a half later, um, my my granny had an accident and she got put into hospice. And so she, she ended up passing away, um, like the right around the middle of August, right around the Jamboree time. Um, so I think, I think my mom was there maybe for – one jamboree game and then she uh she flew out to california and she's been there since you know about august 15th um so uh brad and i have sort of been running running the ship or you know guiding the ship uh for the last month or month and a half um it's been it's been um it's been different right uh we have a lot brad and i have a lot of freedom to do what we want at notre dame uh, my mom's pretty hands off with the the volleyball part. She'll you know she'll throw her input when she feels like she needs to, but I mean she's a classic head coach. She she lets us um, she lets us have a lot of freedom, and it hasn't been so much different. And with the volleyball part, we miss her. Um, we miss her decision making. We miss her input. She's she always has really good things to add and you know, she's the leader of our group. And so there have been times where it's felt like we're a little, we're, we're a little rudderless at, at points. Um, but it's been fun. It's, uh, it's been interesting. And there's a lot more stuff that goes into, into being a head coach at the high school level than uh, just playing and practice and showing up to practice and games. Um, a lot of stuff that I, I'm, I'm not really sure I even want to do, to be honest. <laughs> well, you're doing a fine job of it. As we saw firsthand, your team's playing great. Again, a defending state champion, the fifth state championship won under your, your mom, Coach Terry Young. But tell me what this season has been like because, you know, I, I follow you, and obviously we, we've been talking during the season. Um, I, the losses, I think – Every single loss you've had this season has come to a VSN Power 10 team. Uh, obviously, you've lost to teams like Turlings Catholic and St. Thomas More, Mount Carmel, Dominican. I mean, that's a nice run in the postseason. Bring us up to date. What has it been like playing all those quality teams, uh, being right there in matches, and um, you know, you know, literally playing a gauntlet so far in your first 15 matches overall? So this is this is pretty much the standard. This is pretty much what we do every year. Um, I believe last year we went one and four against STM, and I believe we went one and four against Turlings. Um, this year we've already lost to Turlings three times. Last night we just added another one. Um, and then, yeah, STM, Mount Carmel, Dominican, and Edie, and Edie White. We play Edie White again this weekend. We'll get to that. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's always been my mom's strategy, or I guess maybe not always, uh, early when we started, when she started Notre Dame, we've kind of talked about, they would play in local tournaments, they'd play, you know, teams that, you know, maybe not aren't bad, maybe aren't bad, but aren't going to be challenging for state championships. And ultimately she felt like that's where 
the program needed to go. Um, the program needed to go play in New Orleans, needed to play the best teams in the state. And now we just happen to have two of the best teams in the state in Lafayette. Uh, that's kind of been the part that's changed. Early in the early in the 2000s, all the best volleyball was in New Orleans. And uh, it's certainly still, the lion's share of it is still in New Orleans. But with STM, with Turlings, us now, um, and then even like Sam Houston from Lake Charles, and we played Sulphur the other night. They're they're really, they're not bad. They're competitive. And LCA. And, and LCA, right? LCA the last couple of years. Yeah, my good friend Brian Barrett, I just got off the phone with him. He told me to tell you hi. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And her philosophy since she kind of figured out that playing in the locals and playing – just in Lafayette, playing just in Acadiana is just not – it's not going to be the answer. Um, for a long time, we – I remember growing up, I, we would play Newman, and it felt like we played Newman every year from, like, 2000 to 2006. And we could – couldn't beat them. And we didn't play them every year, but that's what it felt like. And it felt like we were always coming up against a New Orleans team that was just bit, bigger, better um, – just, just better at volleyball. Uh, I mean, just better at volleyball. And so they've kind of adapted, and um, we always play gauntlet. Our, our our record's never that great. Like, we're never rolling out um, single-digit losses. We're rolling out double-digit losses every year to a, a lot of really, really good teams. Yeah, and I saw it firsthand. And like I said, this weekend uh, you played Mount Carmel and Dominican, uh, I think, and Turlings as well. Let's go ahead and bring in the VSN Power 10. I know it's something that you've been following very closely as well, Coach Whalen. And just give us your thoughts. I mean, just kind of go through the top, you know, several teams and just give me your take on each one of these teams. And and as we said, we had a flip this week, a new number one, and you can make an argument, obviously, for either of those two top teams, St. Thomas. Thomas Moore has uh, had that top spot with their huge front line and AC Froelich and the three division one commits in the front row. You know, uh, Dominican just has won so many power five matches the past two weeks. Coach, they've won five uh, power tens in the last two weeks alone. St. Thomas Moore, based on their schedule, haven't played a top 10. Obviously, they played you just outside the top 10. But give me your take. You know, Dominican now number one, St. Thomas Moore. Let's start with those two. I mean, like at points, I've seen all these teams in the past two months. Dominican, Dominican, just they don't have any any real weaknesses. Um, they obviously graduated the best setter in the state last year, um, and they're back to running a five-one with. Uh, she's she's phenomenal. She's a really good player. Gabby, and they, Gabby Marcello. Yep. Yeah, their their ball control is is just you know. It's just really good. They're they're really good. They don't have anybody like AC necessarily, um, but they don't feel like like they don't feel like I can attack them in any spot. Um, you know, we didn't. We admittedly we did not give them our best best game on on Saturday afternoon. But I, even if we give them our best game, I, I just it, there's not a lot of openings in their in their lineup that I feel like we can attack and exploit. Um, you know, they're, they're the best team that I've seen so far. Okay. Um, I don't think they've, I don't think they have quite as much offensive. Just as team rolling out the two, the two division one outsides, it's just kind of a lot to handle. Um, 
and and both the both STM middles and both the the opposites for STM are also pretty talented kids. Um, uh, you know, they they're starting about three or four of the kids that were on my my club team this past year. Um, so they're pretty young. They're pretty young, but I know how talented they are. And um, you know, it'd be interesting to see if they were in the same division. <laughs> I guess luckily or maybe unluckily, from depending on how we're talking to. You, they're not in the same division. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, but and hopefully, we're, yeah, we're going to hopefully see that that one-on-one -on -one match with Dominican and St. Thomas More uh, yeah. this weekend at the Red Sticker yeah. Classic, which your team is in. We're going to talk about that more. Yeah. Let, let me give me your thoughts on on Mount Carmel Country Day, Turlings Catholic. Obviously, as you said, you played Coach Terry Bear's team three times this year. Uh, you played Mount Carmel this past weekend. I'm not sure if you've seen Country Day and Coach Ibietta's team in person. I have not seen Country Day and I have not seen Dunham, um, but we played Dunham in the semifinals last year, so I kind of know what they have. Right, um, right. Mount Carmel is, is, I would say, similar to Dominican. I don't think they have tons of tons of weaknesses um i just don't feel like they are quite as crisp um and i know i obviously i know your daughter who plays for mount carmel um and i don't know how old the dominican setter is but so it seems like maybe mount carmel's a little younger i don't know how they stack up yeah uh, dominican's the, dominican setter gabby marcello a junior and uh, a big beach player as well awesome yeah. player and uh, yeah. obviously mount carmel running a 6-2 uh yeah. with ellen brown the senior and my my daughter emma ritchie as the sophomore right um i feel like mount carmel maybe has a little bit more attack they're vulnerable in some areas sometimes um again once they decided to turn it on against us though we we couldn't really stop their pins um so I wouldn't say – I would say there's a drop-off from two to three. How big the drop-off is, it, it, Mount Carmel is going to be competitive against Dominican when it comes down to the state semifinals or finals. Yeah. Um, I just – I mean, there's you can't like, – like you said to start this, you can't argue with Dominican's record over the, the last two weeks or whatever. Yeah, they've they're taken just, on I mean, just, They beat Country yeah. Day. You know, they, yeah. they beat Turlings Catholic. They beat Hannon, yeah. I believe. Before we leave the Power 10, I want to talk about number 10, E.D. White, a team you're going to be playing on the VSN Your View match of the week coming up. Yeah, so we've seen E.D. White. Uh, we played him several times in the summer. We played him uh, at the Assumption Tournament. They are really solid, well-deserved to be on number 10. I voted them in the top 10. I'll say it. I'm one of the voters. I voted them in the top 10 every week. Yeah. Um, they are kind of similar to Dominican, just on less of a level. They don't have tons of weaknesses. They 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 run a five one. Um, they're pretty senior heavy. Lots of experience. Um, Edie White always plays amazing defense, and that stands this year. And they got uh, number thirty on their team. I don't know her name, and I would imagine she's a senior. But she's one of those kids. She's a six rotation middle. She swings out of every front row position when they need her to, and she's a phenomenal defender um they they come at you from a lot of different places they've played us good a couple times um i know they've have a, they have a couple a little bit suspicious losses but i i can't really speak to that i can just speak to what i've seen from them when we play them um and they just a lot of problems we had a, a crazy five setter last year with them at their place yep. um and with another year of experience and and they've already they've already put it on us once um, I would expect a. I would, I'm hoping we give them a, a really good match at home next week. 
Um, it should be fun. I think it should be a good match to watch because um, they, they, they come at you from everywhere and their little setter is she's a good player. She's a really good player. No doubt. No doubt. We're looking forward to having that one on. Hey, let's talk about this weekend and some of the best teams one more time converging this time in Baton Rouge for a tournament. It's the Red Sticker Classic. St. Joseph's, the host school, does such a good job. I love the cooking that they yeah. do outside. They got the for sure. Definitely. whatever you want to eat. They got two different gyms going on, a lot of action. And obviously, you're talking about, I mean, uh, we've got the, the, you're involved in a pool with Evie White and Mandeville, Mount Carmel, Hannon, ESA, Dominican, Assumption, St. Amont, St. Thomas More, uh, North Shore, Vanderbilt Catholic, of course, the host school S- SJA and Turlings Catholic. I mean, what a field this is, coach. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's always, we've gone, I think the last two or three years, um, gauntlet's kind of like the all catholic i mean you, you get the schedule and you just know you're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna feel like you know as a as a probably outside the top 10 team you're feeling like oh man 500 500 looking like a pretty good record this weekend if we can you know if you can sneak a win from if you can go two and oh on the first day and then you know if you come out first in your pool you know if you end up with dominican and stm and whoever else you're gonna end up with it doesn't really matter to be honest um so yeah, we're just we're 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 taking this weekend like we do every other big tournament or big match. We want to go compete. Um, we're playing some of the best teams in the state. Phil's not in the top ten, but I know they're always big and athletic. Um, I haven't seen them yet this year, but we just want to go compete. We want to go. We want to go put a good name on it on the tournament, and you know we're going to play really good defense, and and we're going to fight our butt off, and you know. Hopefully, hopefully it turns out for the best. Um, but we're gonna, but we're gonna go in there and grind. I love it. I love the philosophy, just like you said with the regular season. You try to t- play the top teams to prepare yourself for a postseason run. You've talked about some players from some other teams, Coach Whalen. Why don't you go ahead and give some love to some of the names on the roster that I saw just digging balls and crushing balls this weekend at uh, at Sacred Heart. Yeah, so I'll lead off with our um, our senior outside. She, admittedly, we don't have tons of uh, tons of experience at the varsity level. Um, she and our other senior middle are really the only ones with any significant amount of varsity experience, but they've only been three rotation players for the last two years. Um, so she's moved into a six rotation outside. Uh, good player, good serve receiver. Um, her defense has been. A bit of a, a bit of a surprise, to be honest, how good she has been on defense. Um, and then we knew what she was going to do offensively. We knew that she was going to be kind of the catalyst for us, and she has been. She's our she's our kill leader. She's you know she's hitting two twenty for the year. Um, she's a really good player. She's she's definitely our best offensive player. And then you know we have a senior middle who's she she battles she battles. Um, she's names. she's a Give us two, names. She, Allie, so Olivia Hinskins is the outside, and then Allie Gray is our senior middle. Um, she's she was uh, the daughter of a longtime football coach at Notre Dame, um, so she's got it in her blood. She's got the Notre Dame thing in her blood. Um, and then our libero is uh, Lydia Brown. She's a um, just a phenomenal just a phenomenal defender. Um, she's she's worked really hard to be better in serve receive. Um, but her and our other middle back, Ellen Cormier, 
um, are just they're they're very frustrating to play against. Let's just say that. Yes, um, I saw it. <laughs> they 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 dig an insane amount of balls. They dig a lot of balls that probably shouldn't be dug, and they just keep rallies alive. And and we win a lot of points just based on digging a lot of balls and keeping keeping rallies alive. Um, so we we that's like I said from the yeah. beginning, our team identity is dig balls, dig balls, dig balls, and we're gonna manufacture some offense. Uh, and we're going to be creative and we're going to, and we're going to find ways to, we're going to find ways to keep plays alive. I love it. I love it. Hey, let's, um, let's, before we leave, and obviously you're, I believe you're at the Cajun Elite facilities. You're, you're well represented in the, sh- in the swag right there. I like it. Representing with Cajun Elite, the hat, the shirt. Very nice. If, um, uh, I guess my question is, what's the biggest difference between coaching at a club level at a highly elite team like yourselves, um, as opposed to coaching high school ball? And I was telling parents um, in the crowd uh, when we were when Mount Carmel was playing Notre Dame, like the coach over there, Waylon Young, that's the coach of the 15U Cajun Elite team that was the number one team in the Bayou region this past year. So I, I guess give some love to Cajun Elite and what's it like coaching club versus high school. Uh, so obviously, I, I'm, this is my going to be my third year occasionally. Um, just the way we train, the way uh, the way our lead coaches um, run practices, uh, I think I think it's the best way in the business to do it. When you have a lot of teams and you have a lot of kids, um, it's it's. I mean, I think it's a top three club in the state. I don't have any qualms with saying that. Um, <clears throat> As far as coaching club versus coaching high school, I would say I would say coaching a top level club team versus a top, you know, a relatively top level high school team isn't that dramatically different. And so 15s was I mean, even though our team was really good, there was still a lot of a lot of things that were advanced, right? Like you know, I'm moving up to 16s this year, so it, it's going to be I think it's going to be more similar to high school than 15s was. Yes, um, yes. But I would say that having having less kids on a team, and it, it's just that I think it's probably a little bit easier to create camaraderie in, on a club team than it is on a high school team. Um, not as many people battling for spots. But the level's high either way. I mean, 15-1 last year was, I mean, we uh, arguably we, we should have qualified for USAV Nationals. We, we lost in the semifinals. Uh, if we want to win, we win that match, we get a bid. Um, so it, it's high level. This year I think is going to be a little bit higher level. Um, club's fun. Club, I enjoy club. I, I really, I really enjoy club. I do too. Uh, high school, I do too. high school's, high school's more of a grind too. High school's every day. Um, it feels like it's every weekend. Although, I mean, club is more or less every weekend, but it's just an everyday practice. It's just for whatever reason, it, it feels more. It feels more than club. Um, but they're both fun. I coach. I just, I just love to coach. That's I know. 
And, and that, that's why we had John. That's why we had John. You're a volleyball junkie. I got bit with the bug a couple of years ago, just watching matches and tournaments, uh, both indoor and beach with my daughter. So uh, I, I had to have you on. I'm so glad you came on, had fun talking Power 10, previewing this week's Red Sticker Classic, talking about your team, both high school and club. I think we covered it all, Coach Whalen. Anything else? Maybe your days as a quarterback at, at high school at Notre Dame? Oh, no. I'm really, I'm really good on time. I'm not, I'm, I have some family members that are uh, has-beens and, and they like to relive. I'm not going to, I'm not going to relive. All right. Well, fair enough. We certainly appreciate your time. Best of luck uh, this season. Best of luck this weekend. We'll see you in Baton Rouge uh, Friday and Saturday. Best of luck to you, Coach Waylon Young. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much. Yes, Eric, thank you so much for having me. You got it. All right. We'll take a break here on Digging It. Again, we're brought to you by St. Charles, St. John Parish, Farm Bureau, real people, real service, and of course, the Destrehan Sports Pub and Grill. It's time for us to take a break. When we return, we go from indoor to the beach, Pro Beach, local guy killing it on the AVP tour. We're talking about Evan Corey, who joins us live coming up next here on Digging It Podcast. Hi, my name is Will Sermon from St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. On behalf of my entire staff, I want to wish all the players and coaches the best of luck. Real service, real people. The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport. The Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. That, that ball's trouble. My goodness, he played that. For the match, Corey. Got it! And that's it! Evan Corey! It was a night that the stars aligned just right and the local guy did well. Welcome back to Digging It. Of course, that was Evan Corey and his teammate Logan Weber winning in 2021 the AVP Next New Orleans Open. And Evan joins us now from California. Welcome to Digging It. I know I know that doesn't get old. There's no way that can get old looking at that video, even though we've showed it so many times. No, it's uh, still the same same feeling every single time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, look, Evan, like we do with every one of our guests, we asked them how you got started in volleyball, and currently you're at the very top. You can't get any higher than AVP Gold Series, which is what you're doing and succeeding well at. How did this all, all get started, volleyball? Yeah, so um, it all started at Coconut Beach. Um, and as everybody knows, around the country, it's not nearly as normal, and especially in California. Um, it's not as normal, but, uh, coconut beach has all and the, what they're known for is their, their beach volleyball leagues and people go out every night, um, go drink, have some fun. And basically, but my parents are playing in those leagues on, I don't know, like Thursday and Friday nights. Um, and at the time I was like 13, 14 years old, I was going out and watching. Um, and I just wanted to play. I mean, I've been an athlete my whole life and you, you have a ball around an athlete and you just want to play. You're competitive. You just want to play the sport. Um, unfortunately, my parents were like, eh, 
you're too young, you're not going to be good enough. And so I never really got to play. And so I never really got a chance to play or they just were like, yeah, we don't want to have fun. It won't be fun, I guess, if there's like a 13, 14 year old on the court. Uh, so I never got the chance. <laughs> and then one day my mom's team needed a sub and there was nobody there. And so I got thrown into the mix and that's kind of just where it all grew from there. Um, played, did really well for, for not having, ever having played. Uh, and I just kind of caught the volleyball bug. Um, my mom and her teammates were like, wow, he could be kind of good. And so uh, I got to keep playing on the team after that, which was awesome. And then uh, Bruce White really took me under his wing at that point and um, really started trying to do his best to, to get me to play with more teams, uh, to find people to play with. And uh, I ended up going out to Coconut, I mean, six nights a week, uh, the five nights of, of league. And then every single Saturday of the tournament, I would be out there playing. Yeah, and, and, and that led – I know you played college volleyball as well uh, at, of course, Lincoln Memorial University. But, you know, take me through that those final years as a teenager playing beach. Then you played college volleyball. Yeah, so um, I played two or three years at that point. So from like 14 to 16, I was playing just beach. Uh, and then I got the opportunity to play indoor for the Bayou Boys. Um, and – uh, that kind of led me to uh, getting my college scholarship at Lincoln Memorial. Uh, so just playing all up through those years and eventually the indoor club asked me to play. And I was kind of hesitant at first because I was like, eh, I don't really want to play indoor. It doesn't sound as fun to me. Uh, I really enjoyed going out to Coconut and just picking up stuff and playing. Um, but thankfully, my, my now stepdad, Matt Tucker, really kind of tried to talk me into going play indoor in college. Um, and actually new Cabrini head coach, Matt Tucker for. Yes, that's right. Um, and so after that, we kind of got into the, the college volleyball scene and it just kind of kept growing from there. It's just, it's just kind of one step after another. It, it doesn't really ever seem like, I don't know, it was bigger the goal was it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and we we're reaching something that never was expected and so uh, at this point it's just kind of enjoying the ride and and just letting the goal keep getting bigger and bigger by the day well well what a ride it's been and kind of like actors who want to be a pro move to hollywood race car drivers who want to be the top they moved to indianapolis so you're a Metairie, Louisiana hometown guy but you wanted to play pro beach volleyball at the highest level so that meant Go West, young man. So just before the season, we caught up with you at Coconut Beach and kind of just getting loose and getting ready for that move to California. Uh, so take us through this AVP season, this this wonderful ride where you've played at the highest level and you've made it to Sunday tournaments in Atlanta. Uh, you know, you, you're in the top 10 in the, in the world in, uh, in this AVP tour. Tell me about what this season's been like for you, Evan. Yeah, so it's just been a lot of, of a lot of new. Uh, I've never lived outside of the South, even for for college. I was still in the Southeast in Tennessee. Um, so moving out west in itself, regardless of the volleyball part, was really really difficult. Um, just getting acclimated to a new place, new different people, um, and then on top of that, you're getting thrown into being a full-time pro in the, the place where all the pros are, are at and uh, not saying that what we were doing in Louisiana wasn't 
at the pro level because I fully believe that um, if I wasn't doing the things that I did with Joey, I wouldn't have gotten to this point. Um, but it's it's a different environment here. At home, it was just me, Joey, a couple of our friends. Here, it's you're going up against the guys who literally have been in the Olympics every day. And so it creates an entirely different uh, vibe. Um, you're just, you feel a lot more professional. It's not as laid back. Um, it feels like you kind of are going to work every day. Um, so that part was really difficult, but, um, it's been good because I mean, like we were saying, if you want to be a professional, you need to come. And so just learning a lot about being a professional at that point, um, really getting into the right routines and, and doing everything the right way, uh, how to structure your day to make sure that you're doing the best to succeed. Um, how to travel the right way, how to, to really manage. I mean, there's times where we're on the road this time. Like I was on the road for a month at one point. Um, so living out of your suitcase for a month, that's a big thing to learn <laughs> how to do, uh, how to travel internationally. I'd never flown over the Atlantic ocean this until this year. So really getting adjusted to different time zones and having to really flip your schedule in order to still be able to compete. It's all really difficult things, but really, really good things to learn this year. And it was a really just a year of learning and a, a lot of, a year of new experiences. Um, so I would just take this year as a huge learning year and uh, trying to, to get on the same page as what everybody else is doing. Um, and that's that's all I really have to take. For yeah. A lot of learning, a lot of new, and, and it's just all been good. But uh, it'll be really good next year to already be in that um, – mind for like mindset going into the year so it's yeah. not like get on the, a, a new page or anything it's just okay we're rolling from the one season to the next instead of like oh we've got a lot of adjustments to make before right you, the, the experience you gain in, in this full-time season of the avp has been unbelievable but you've also been successful you know when i look up your total point teams it comes up anywhere from third to seventh to eighth but clearly a top 10 team in the avp at the highest level um my question is highlight of the season making it to a sunday tournament in a big gold series tournament in atlanta take us through that what that experience was like for you uh, again playing against the top players literally in the world yeah so i mean it was as really really it was probably the the worst tournament i don't want to say the worst tournament uh but it was just um just very different because uh there's a lot of rain delays in atlanta and so the rain delays caused a lot of weird timing on games and stuff like that so friday we're originally playing at like three o'clock we are like halfway through our first set and then we have this massive rain delay um so the massive rain delay puts us back and then we start up our same game we're halfway through the first set and we're not playing until like eight o'clock at night so you're in the same game but it's like five hours apart so it creates this really weird dynamic of like you're not really sure what's happening um it's really hard to go and get warm again and really be in the right mind frame because they're not telling you when the tournament's starting again until about 30 or 40 minutes beforehand and that really creates it's hard to get in that flow and get in that rhythm and be in the right mind frame be warmed up for the match uh have everything that you need to go uh after it's stopped and restarted again like that um but we end up pulling out that first match on friday and then saturday morning we we have to wake up turn around we play the one seed in the whole tournament um and we take a huge upset there um i think we were just able to be ready to adapt and uh, have these weird time changes and stuff for the tournament and 
you know, I think usually teams, whenever those things get weird, who are just able to adapt to the difference, uh, that's usually the team who win. And I think that was a huge thing that played a factor in that. Um, we were just ready for anything. Um, and then we, we take that huge win and that, that gets us into the Sunday and gets us a, our fifth place. And we have two really hard fought uh, matches to get into the semifinals. Unfortunately, fell uh, short on both of those. Um, but it was just really, really different because, I mean, we ended up playing um, a ton of matches on, on Sunday, which were restructured even in the way that they were, they were played. Usually it's two out of three, 21, 21, 15. Um, but due to time restrictions and worries about the rain, um, we had to play one game to 28, which is usually not how it, how it rolls in the uh, professional right. scene. Obviously, you get some of the juniors tournaments, you play those one to 28 games because they need to turn around fast and, and get as many matches done. And unfortunately, due to terrain delays, that's kind of how it happened. We were supposed to play Saturday night. We ended up getting rained out Saturday night and we don't get to bed till like 12 or 1 a.m. because we're just waiting to see if we're going to be able to play or not. And right. then the next morning they have us turn around and we're playing at 9 a.m. So you're not really getting a lot of sleep. It was just a pretty crazy tournament. Um, but uh, super, I mean, it was, it just shows that like for me, um, I've always been a person of big on battling adversity and really just taking that head on. And so it was huge. Uh, like that, the first tournament that I go and break through and, make that first Sunday is uh, a tournament where I had to have face a lot of adversity in a different circumstance other than just playing against another team. It was just weird conditions and stuff like that. Evan, that fifth place finish in Atlanta, the one thing that stands out to me was a picture, uh, several of them of the same block shot that you had. Um, I, I don't even know who to courtesy here, the AVP photographers, but that image right there sensational and there's two different versions of it take us through that play and when you saw that picture i mean that is literally if you're going to play the sport of beach volleyball i can't imagine a picture in your entire career being much better than that there may be some some great images still to come but man that's going to always be it's got to be in your top five yeah i mean it's it's the top one for sure right now <laughs> yes um but uh this is so as i was saying talking through the tournament the our first match of the tournament where it was kind of split in half of we played during the day and then now we're playing at night um we're at a crucial point um where we could take the set um the guy hitting the ball hits a really really good serve he's one of the top servers on the tour um hits a really good serve um my partner overpasses it um, and I just get stuck at the net. So I'm usually playing defense now. And now I'm stuck at the net and I'm like, all right, I just got to make something happen here. Um, I just kind of see where he's about to go. I see that he's about to just unleash on this ball and I just jumped and went for it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you got it. And, and now it's uh, one of the coolest pictures out there. It, it kind of blew up over that weekend and um I mean, yeah, it was just a That's moment. awesome. That's I was awesome. Kind of relying on athleticism and instinct, and it wasn't really planned or anything. It just kind of happened, and it's sick. <laughs> well, it is. It is. It's a jaw-dropping image, and it's just. And again, I, I wish I knew the actual name of the photographer, but we'll give credit to the AVP AVP photographers overall. But let's talk about what's next for you, Evan. And we talked. It looks like going back overseas, so that international experience is going to help you come October. Tell tell. Uh, 
tell our, our viewers and uh, basically what's next for you. And, and after that, I want you to tell them uh, how to follow you and keep up to keep up to date with what's going on in your season. Yeah. So um, up next is the FIVB. Uh, there's challenger events. So it's like the middle tier. There's like the elite 16 challengers and um, futures. So the challengers are the middle events. Um, you're just not in the top 16 teams in the, the world. Um, but uh, we're going to the Maldives, which, I mean, regardless if you're going to play volleyball or not, super incredible spot. Um, and then right after that, it's a three-week trip total. We go to uh, from Maldives to Dubai. And uh, wow. there's two tournaments in a row in Dubai uh, that we'll be playing in and just trying to basically gain points uh, to try and get into that Elite 16 system. Um, and that's just kind of the goal at this point. You can get into that elite 16 system and then that's hopefully, uh, setting you up to be, um, in the Olympics. Uh, so hopefully, I mean, it's the, the beginning of a, a run of a, a long time of playing international, hopefully. Um, but it's, uh, basically how you get to the Olympics. So we're, we're trying to compete for a spot to try and hopefully be in the Olympics soon is the goal. And what a tremendous goal to have. Has that been your goal for a while now? And um, and I guess these wins and this experience overseas will play a big part in setting you up for that uh, a shot at an Olympic spot. Yeah, so uh, it's just um, been, like I said, the, the goal has just always been ever-changing and evolving into something bigger and bigger. And, you know, even at the beginning of this year, I wasn't even really sure what to think or anything. But now um, in the Team USA system and uh, they're they're providing resources for me to try and help me reach a higher level. Um, and that in itself just shows that they feel like there's potential for, for me to do something, for Logan and I to do something big in the future. Um, so that's awesome. And um yeah, I just the goal keeps changing, and uh, I mean, at the beginning of this year, I didn't even think anything of that. But uh, now it just uh, it just seems like the next logical step. Like it was just always going to be like that. But in my head, I know it was like, yeah, this is crazy, just absolutely, <laughs> yes, absolutely wild. Evan, we started off this segment with video of uh, that last match point, uh, winning the New Orleans uh, Open for the AVP Next Series with your teammate, Logan Weber. You just brought him up in this past answer. I saw that you just announced that you're teaming back up with Logan Weber. Take us through um, that decision, and how do you feel now being back together with a guy that you've had a lot of success with? Yeah, it's great. I mean, not only have I had a lot of success with him, he's a really good friend of mine. So it's always whenever you're close with somebody, kind of have that chemistry with somebody. Uh, I always talk about volleyball, uh, beach volleyball, uh, trying to be one plus one equals three. Because if you really have that connection with somebody out there on the court, um, you're going to be able to um, do uh, some extra special stuff uh, compared to if you're just kind of, yeah, we're, we're, we know each other, we're cordial, but if you really have that connection with somebody it's going to be something special and i feel like last year we really showed that whenever we are on we can do some special stuff so i'm excited to get back to that um and i just think uh he's the, the sky's the limit for him as far as his potential he's uh he's got a lot of really good natural just uh i mean you can't teach six nine is always the is always <laughs> the thing right you can't teach height um and i mean he's every bit of the one of the, the biggest and he could be the one of the best blocks in the country if not in the world 
I think we just got to keep putting in the work and keep showing that, uh, or keep proving to everybody that, that we belong to be here. And, um, I just think the, the decision for me was, um, I have somebody who's a similar age to me, somebody I can grow with and continue to grow with somebody. I know that I can have success with somebody I've had success with in the past. Um, and somebody I just really enjoy being around and, and traveling with and, uh, somebody I think that can just really, we can go to the next level and really, uh, be a, a force on the tour for a while. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. I, I think it's great. When I first found out the news and read it on your social media, I was pumped. I, I, I like you two together, 6'9 and 6'4, not bad teammates together. And uh, your, your style, I think, complements each other. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, volleyball vacations. And I know that's something that's a lot of fun. I think you've been involved with for a little while. Yeah, so I started with it last year. It's uh, just really fun, uh, good kind of way to – get a little bit of an off season. We don't always have a ton of time in the off season, but uh, it's in December, which is really, it's right after the AVP, which is perfect. Um, and it's basically uh, a place where we go, we go to Turks and Caicos and we stay at an all-inclusive resort in Turks and Caicos. Uh, me and nine other pros are there the whole week. And then I think this year there's over a hundred guests going. Wow. And there's still room for people who want to go um tell tell the people how they if they want to go and hang out what do you do over there you guys are playing volleyball you're just partying kind of living the beach life what do you do yeah so the the big motto of volleyball vacations is play and party with the pros so every day we're going to be out there we're going to be playing we're going to be coaching clinics giving you advice on how to be better um you're going to go and just be playing with friends and getting to know people that you never thought you would know and creating connections uh, that are going to last a lifetime. I mean, we already have like people we, we reach out to and they reach out to us whenever we travel places. And, you know, these people are for all around the country, all around the world. And uh, they're gracious enough to host us at their houses, really help us out whenever we travel to places. And then they do the same thing for just the other people that are attending the events. They link up with you. They're, they're happy, like uh, whenever they meet people to, to host them and you know, you create friends for a lifetime there. And um, if you want to sign up, you just go to volleyballvacations.com. Um, you can sign up on their their link there. And uh, if you want to save $200 on the vacation, you just use my name, Evan, and you'll save 200 bucks. And uh, it's one of the coolest uh, trips you'll ever go on. I mean, Turks and Caicos alone uh, is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And then you add in, you're having volleyball and fun and you're going out every night drinking with friends and having fun with friends. Um, it's just one of the best experiences, one of the coolest experiences you'll have. That sounds fun. That's the a lot of worse places to go than hanging out with some pro beach volleyball players in a nice exotic spot, playing some volleyball and having some some drinks to go with it. Man, Evan, we certainly appreciate it. On the way out, let let people know how they can follow you uh, on social media and, and and really follow the progress you and Logan make uh, in October overseas. Yeah. So uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram name is at Evan Corey Volley. Uh, my Facebook is just Evan Corey, and then um, I will release it whenever we're really doing it. But if you follow me there, we're working on doing some cool stuff, hopefully trying to get into the YouTube space uh, as a team and stuff like that. So if you want to follow me, you can go there. And if you want to support me, I have a few ways you can support me as well because um, it's not easy traveling to these places like the Maldives yes. and Dubai. It's 
not not a cheap uh thing as you can imagine and um uh, i do a couple things on top of that to try and uh offset those costs and so you can go to um i have a website it's called bluenosebeach.com uh, i have a bunch of gear that you can buy there i have friscomo.com which they also have gear um i only have shirts and stuff on my website she's got an entire collection of shirts shorts women's stuff, uh, anything that you could think of. She's created an awesome uh, avenue for to help me out. And um, so those two, if you want any apparel, and then if you really want to follow me and you're really dedicated to volleyball, I have a Patreon, which uh, for anybody who doesn't know what that is, basically it's a paid sub subscription every month. And uh, I like write articles about where I'm going, what I'm doing. I have a full calendar of uh, where I'll be next. Um, I'm adding stuff on like my personal like nutrition and workouts and stuff for volleyball. So if you want to get better at volleyball on top of just following me, you can get all of that as well. Um, and it's just kind of inside look into what I'm doing in my life. That's excellent. That's excellent. And I know you got a lot of supporters. You bring up the blue nose. If somebody is just watching this for the first time and they don't know the background, tell us a little bit about the blue nose that, that we've all become quite familiar with watching you over the years. Yeah. So it started in 2020 and it just kind of happened out of necessity. Uh, I just, my nose kept getting burnt when I was playing beach volleyball. And so I was like, I just need to, I need to, fix something here. I need to find something that's going to make it work. And so I just thought of like the lifeguards and how lifeguards always put the white stuff on their nose. And I was like, I don't really want to look like a lifeguard though. Kind of look weird. Um, but I just, uh, found this website called Zinka.com Z I N K A. And basically, uh, they have 20 different colored sunscreens that you can go and just use to protect yourself from the sun. Uh, I picked blue cause I've always worn a blue hat and I was like, I'll just make it match my hat. And 2020 was the, the year right after college for me and the year that I really started traveling and started trying to do stuff, which is kind of funny cause it was COVID and that's not really the time that anybody traveled. Yeah. Or anything. But I would play all these local tournaments around the country. There's kind of smaller um, and just kind of travel from region to region. And people were like, who's this kid with the blue nose? And I was like, well, I feel like that's going to stick. That's a pretty and, good uh, marketing tool. I like yeah. it. So um, kept doing well and everybody's like, who's the kid with the blue nose? And so the, the blue nose stuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great stuff. And um, certainly it's been great watching you develop. And I know there's so many uh, Louisiana volleyball fans that follow you all the time and we root for you. And I, and I echo those sentiments. It's been fun and we root for your success. Best of luck to you. And look, let's have you back on this digging it podcast again, catch up with you guys and see how you're doing. And um, you know, for sure preview the 2023 AVP season as well. Perfect. Let's do it. All right. Well, enjoy that West Coast living uh, and uh, good luck uh, in October overseas. Evan, Corey, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you, Eric. All right. You got it. Great stuff there. Uh, talking AVP, beach volleyball, pro volleyball on the highest level. We take a break when we return for the second consecutive week. We're going to shine the spotlight on Ponchatoula, the high school volleyball team having a great season. We'll talk more about the team as a whole when we return to dig it. Hi, my name is Will Sermon from St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. On behalf of my entire staff, I want to wish all the players and coaches the best of luck. Real service, real people. 
The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads, too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport. The Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. Welcome back to Digging It. We closed last week's show with a profile on a recruit, one of the top players in our area. We're talking about Riley Castello. We want to do stories on players and teams that are kind of under the radar. Well, her team, certainly, Ponchatoula, is under the radar, but not for long if they keep playing like they've been. Hey, I'm Lindsay Pinnell. Uh, I am head coach at Ponchatoula High School. Uh, this is my first year head coach. I took over just recently, but I was the assistant coach here uh, last year, so I know some of these kids. So I knew after uh, assistant coaching here for the first time last year, uh, I wanted to be a head coach, whether that was here or somewhere else. It just happened where I had the opportunity to take over this program. And um, the uncertainty in the off season and even a little bit in the summer of not knowing where I was going, um, but I stuck with these kids. Um, they knew me, I knew them, and, and this is where I really wanted to stay. Hi, I'm Sarah Gomez. I'm a junior, I'm number 24, and I'm a libero. I'm excited because it's a really good team and we dominate. Um, we have some really powerful offense and defense positions, and so I'm excited to see where the season can take us and how far we can get. I'm super proud of the attitude we have and the way we carry ourselves. We, we step on the court like everything matters and we give it all we have. What I've been most proud of, hands down, is the camaraderie they have. They trust each other. Um, so we spent the entire summer on them learning me um, and, and my way of wanting to, to kind of run the program and then them going into it with, um, they're there for each other. And so they trust, and you see it on the court. The hustle is there, the effort is there, and they want to get better. This team has never seen a home playoff match. So uh, my, my goal for them this year which I think we can achieve, and they believe that we can achieve it. And I think that's the first step is to the road to home is to make that home playoff match this year. I'd probably end up crying if we got that because it's just something punchable history has never done. So it means a big deal to all of us, especially our seniors, who it's a big deal. Like it's their last year. They don't know if they're going to go off to college and play ball. So the road to home is something special to all of us. Like the shirts have a big meaning. Oh, we have a sign in our locker room. We have to hit it before every time we go out to play. Because it's just a big deal and part of why we're playing this year. Because we want to make that history and we just want to make Pontchartrain High School a better team. But they're not okay with being okay. They, they're ready to step it up. And it's, it's been great to see them want to push this team further because they all know they can go really far together, but they have to do it together. Good look there. Had a lot of fun uh, doing that story. And again, next week we'll be out getting another player profile to talk about a player that deserves a little bit more publicity than they're getting and hopefully get them on some college radars as well. So that'll wrap up this show. So let's talk about what's coming up on VSN. Volleyball all week. Once again, week four schedule has been very full. A couple of matchups coming up uh, later on Thursday. Mount Carmel, of course, hosting AOL. That's always going to be a great game. AOL always under the radar themselves. Always have a great record uh, with Coach Don. So also, we want to talk about a great matchup. I hope you got a chance to see Newman and Ben Franklin on Tuesday. A big win for um, 
Coach Lozell's team, uh, Colleen Lozell uh, and Coach Andrew Byer, they, they've got this team playing so well right now. And Newman will be playing a team that we don't know much about. We don't talk a lot about Bell Chase Volleyball, but we have to this year. They started the week 15-0. and 0. So this is going to be a great one again on VSN Thursday night. We've got some football games on Friday, three games right now. De La Salle at St. Charles, Port Allen at Episcopal, and the Letcher Bulldogs will be hosting Vanderbilt. So that'll wrap up another week uh, here on the Digging It podcast. Be sure, of course, to check out the other podcast that's going on right now on VSN. Let's be frank with Frank Monica, the legendary 51-year coach on the high school and the college level. He has some great takes. His host, former player, Jason Dewey. Check out Let's Be Frank. That'll do it for now. I want to thank both of our guests, Coach Waylon Young and, of course, Evan Corey on the AVP Tour. Our director, Justin Thomas. I'm Eric Ritchie. Thanks for watching. Digging it.